Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Walhamdulillah Wassalatu wassalamu Ala rasulillah Wa ala alihi Wa ashabihi Wa man Tamasaka bi sunnatihi Bi ihsanin ila yawmiddin Amma ba'd after praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending the salutations upon the Messenger alayhi salatu wassalam and upon his family and his companions and upon all those who follow upon his guidance into the establishment of the last day. To proceed, Ikhwan. فَنْوَاسِلُ مَعَكُمْ فَنَوَاسِلُ مَعَكُمْ فِي هَذَا الْيَوْمَ الْمُبَارِكَ عَوْنًا مِنَ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ So we continue in this blessed and noble day of ours, second day eight, in the assistance of our Lord, the most merciful and the most compassionate. مُسْتِفِدِينَ مِنْ عِلْمِ الْعَقِيدَةِ As we continue to learn from the science of belief, the science of belief. فَكُنَّا مُتَمَّذَا مُسْتَفِدِينَ مُتَعَلِمِينَ مِنْ كِتَابِ أُصُولِ الثَّلَاثَةِ أُصُولِ الثَّلَاثَةِ وَنُحَاوِلُ أَنْ نَحْفَظَ هَذَا الْكِتَابِ هَذَا الْكِتَابِ So we're benefiting from, most of you have the book, walhamdulillah, we're reading from the book أُصُولِ الثَّلَاثَةِ The three principles, the three principles. فَمَنْ مُؤَلِّفُ هَذَا الْكِتَابِ So who's the author of this book? Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab رحمه الله تعالى طيب فكتب هذا الكتاب لماذا؟ ليسحل على كل من مات ويبين لهم أن يجيب في القبر so the Imam wrote this book to make it easy upon everyone who dies so they can answer the questions in the grave. So what is the Muslim going to be asked about in the grave? Our brother Nibat. What's the three questions the Muslim will be asked about in the grave? Man Rabbuka, who is your Lord? Man Nabiyuka, who is your Prophet? Madinuka. And what's your religion? I sent. طيب تعلمنا أن العلم ينقسم إلى قسمين. We also learned so far that knowledge is divided into two parts. What are they? Shemira. Two types of knowledge. Dorori. Huh? 
Nadhari. 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 The knowledge that you know from your experience, knowledge that you don't have to seek out the answer. You automatically know. An example of this is that the sky is above. That water is a liquid. You don't have to lace alayna and nandura fil Quran wa sunnah linajida mithla hada al jawab. You don't have to look in the Quran and Sunnah to find the answer to the likes of this. Lakin ilmu nadhari huwa ladi yabhatu anhu al ab. But the knowledge that is nadhari, the textual, technical knowledge, this is that which you have to seek after. Mithalu hada anna dukhul al waqt salah shar. An example of this. Is that before you pray, you have to know what about the time? You have to know that it's time to what? Time to pray. So this is something you have to look after. You don't automatically know this. You have to do the research from the Quran and the Sunnah to learn these affairs. وَشُرُوطُ الْجِلْبَابِ The conditions of a jilbab. كَيْفَ الْمُسْلِمُ يَعْرِفُ هَذَا How does the Muslim know these things? And he has to do some research. He has to look in the Quran and the Sunnah to learn these things. The meaning of fasting. This is something that you don't automatically know. We have to learn and do research and investigate what's the meaning of fasting. Write this down, Rahim. First thing we're going to learn today is the meaning of patience. The meaning of patience. I want you to write meaning of patience. Meaning of patience. وحبس النفس على معصية الله وحصب وحص وحبس النفس على التسخط من أقدار الله. So I want you to write patience is in Arabic الحبس الحبس. You're gonna write for those that can write Arabic ألف لام ألف لام حا با سين ألف لام حا باء سين الحبس الحبس In Quinzian English you're gonna write A L dash H A B S A L dash H A B S الحبس Al-Habs Man yu'inu Or man yu'idu hadha Who can repeat that? How you how you write? What did you write? Al-Habs 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 So he says Al-Habs is restraint Al-Habs is restraint To control You can say control or restraint Al-Habs قال رحمه الله هنا حبس النفس على طاعة الله. Number one, the person restrains himself upon the obedience of Allah. 
upon the obedience of Allah. Number two, he restrains himself, controls himself away from those things that are prohibited, from committing sin. It takes patience not to sin. We have to be patient. We have to control ourselves. We have to have restraint with regards to staying away from sins. We also have to restrain ourselves from falling into the anger of Allah regarding the qadr of Allah. So three categories of patience. Three things I want you to write. We learned this the other day also. Patience is of three categories. Patience is of three categories. Number one, being patient upon the obedience of Allah. Being patient upon the obedience of Allah. Number two, being patient away from disobeying Allah. Being patient away from sin. And number three, being patient regarding the qadr. The decree, divine decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mada Allah, nasbir. Whatever Allah decrees, we're patient. Ma'indana shakwa, la, you don't complain this and this, la. Nakunu sabina muhtasiban. We are to be patient, seeking the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tayyip. Fahafidna. من سورة العصر إلى سورة أو إلى قول الشافعي وقول البخاري فمن حافظ من بداية الكتاب إلى قول البخاري. So we we learned so far from Surah Al-Asr, we learned the statement of Al-Shafi'i, we learned the statement of Al-Bukhari. Who memorized thus far from the beginning of the book all the way into the statement of Imam Al-Bukhari? Who memorized? Who wants to be our first reciter? May Allah bless you. Even if the student only memorized one sentence, he says, That's all I got, Yaqi. Alhamdulillah. 
The brother says, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillah. The brother says, Ba or Bis. Alhamdulillah. Everyone's level is different. Everyone's capacity is different. Everyone's hirus, you know hirus. Everyone's diligence is different, ya khwan. Ra'ayna shakhs yarami Qur'an. Ra'aytu shakhs ala jambihi yaqra'u Qur'an. Hadha jameel. We saw one of the brothers, they were playing a game, shooting hoops. The taller team seems like they were losing, and the smaller team seemed like they were winning. Alhamdulillah, just my observation. There was another brother on the side of them reading Qur'an. This one shooting hoops. It's allowed to shoot hoops. This one's reading Qur'an. Alhamdulillah. Everyone's diligence is different. It's a time for this. It's a time for that. It's allowed to have fun. There's nothing wrong with that. You try your best to memorize. Everyone's memorization is going to be on different levels. The sister memorized the whole paragraph. Alhamdulillah. The other sister, half. The other sister, one sentence. All of this is goodness, ya ikhwan. Fi kullin khayrun. And all of it is good. Nahmadullah ta'ala li kullihi. We praise Allah ta'ala for all of it. Even if you memorize all of it, half of it, a portion of it, it's still better than nothing, ya ikhwan. Father. The rest? Huh? From beginning. Your turn. One of our sisters had the honor to memorize the Fadali.
It was planned. Arsanti, Arsanti, Jamilan. Woman Badaha, anyone else from our mother, from our sisters and our daughters? Anyone else here, Khwar, from the brothers? Qala al-Imam Shaykh al-Islam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab rahimahullah ta'ala I'lam rahimahullahu Annahu yajibu alayna ta'allumu arba'i masail Al-Ula al-ilmu Wahu ma'rifatu Allahi Wa ma'rifatu nabiyihi Wa ma'rifatu dinin islami bil-adillati Wa thaniyatu al-amadu bih Wa thalithatu al-da'watu ilayhi والرابعة الصبر على الأذى فيه والدليل قوله تعالى والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خصر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر سورة العصر قال الشافعي رحمه الله تعالى لولا أنزل الله لولا أنزل الله حجة على خلقه إلا هذه السورة لكفتهم قال البخاري رحمه الله باب العلم قبل القول والعمل والدليل قوله تعالى فعلم أنه لا إله إلا الله واستغفر لذنبك الآية سورة محمد فبدأ بالعلم قبل القول والعمل طيب نبدأ إن شاء الله لسبقين يا أخوان أوسي يوسي أوسي يوسي فبدأ بالعلم فَبَدَأَ بِالْعِلْمِ قَبْلَ الْقَوْلِ وَالْعَمَلِ اعْلَمْ رَحِمَكَ اللَّهِ اعْلَمْ رَحِمَكَ اللَّهِ أَنَّهُ يَجِبُ عَلَى كُلِّ مُسْلِمٍ وَمُسْلِمَةٍ اعلم رحمك الله أنه يجب على كل مسلم ومسلمة تعلم ثلاث هذه المسائل طيب تعلم هذه المسائل تعلم ثلاث هذه المسائل طيب so now we're going to الجزء الثاني we're going to the second part of the book بدأ كما بدأ في الأولى he begins the same way he began the first part كيف بدأ بالأولى how did he begin the first part اعلم ثم ماذا وما هو what is it أحسنتم it's a dua فمن السلف من العلماء كانوا يدعون كثيرا وهذا من سنة النبي from the salaf you find many authors when they write they make a lot of dua for the speaker for the student for the reader and that's a sunnah of the messenger عليه الصلاة والسلام to make dua for one another to make dua for one another why do we make dua for one another? What are we to each other? Brothers and sisters. Even if we don't know each other, we're still brothers. 
and sisters. In what? In Islam. In Islam. فَكُولَ مَنْ يَشَدِّ وَنْ لَا إِلَهَ اللَّهُ وَأَنَّ مُحَمَدَ رَسُولَ اللَّهُ أَخْنْ لَكَ أو أُخْتُنْ لَكَ Everyone who bears witness, the same way you bear witness, that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah, and that Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah, is your brother and your sister in the religion of Al-Islam. وَمِنْ سُنَّةِ نَبِيهِ أَنْ يَدُعَ الْمُسْلِمُ لِأَخِيهِ الْمُسْلِمُ أو لِتَدُعَ الْمُسْلِمَةُ لِأُخْتِهَا Al-Muslim. It's from Al-Islam that the Muslim makes dua for his brother. It's from Al-Islam that the Muslim woman makes dua for her sister. عندما يقابل المسلم مسلمة ماذا يقول? Our beloved brother here. What's your name, Yaqi? Mihran. Jamilan. When the Muslim meets another Muslim, what does he say? Hi. Or what's your name? Or what you doing? Salaam Wali. We had a dua. And that's a dua. Ma ma'ana assalamu alaikum. The brother next to Miran. What does it mean? Oh, five push-ups. What's your name? Not now, after after class. How old are you? Eleven. Oh, we got to give him more than five, right? He's eleven. He can handle more than five push-ups. Fifteen push-ups for our brother who doesn't know the meaning of assalamu alaikum. What does Assalamu Alaikum mean? Huh? Oh, you're going to join? We need a push-up corner and Masjid Salam. We got to give the sisters something they could do over there. Maybe they could jump some rope, maybe. Or oh, what's a girly exercise? Like, what's the exercise for women here, Juan? They could do some uh, some leg things or something. Huh? MashaAllah, may peace be upon you. No push-ups for you. Accent. Taya. When two Muslims leave each other, our two brothers were playing. I see y'all playing. You two. What's your names? Huh? Yaqub. Oh, how you playing in class? And Yaqub is your name. May Allah bless you. And what's the next brother? You guys look like brothers. You have the same face. Alhamdulillah. May Allah bless you both. Yaqub and who? Zakari and Yaqub. MashaAllah. Y'all sure you're not brothers? Buy it. Yaqub. عندما يفارق المسلم والمسلمة ماذا يقول؟ When two Muslims separate each other, what do they say? السلام عليكم. زكريا, what does السلام عليكم mean? ما شاء الله جميلا. Our third brother playing. We gotta do like Yemen, yeah, Juan, and maybe bring some sticks. Inshallah for the 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 boys that play. I've never yet and seen in Masjid Salam the women playing. Not yet. Not yet. Only the brothers play in class. I've never met Raitul Marata Al Betta Telabu Fidars. Fakat al Rujal. Fakat al Ula. We've never yet, and I'm not telling the women to play. That's not our Islam yet, But we've never seen them play yet. The only ones we see play in class are us, the brothers. The women always outdo us, Yaqwan. So sometimes we have to catch up to the sisters, inshallah ta'ala. It's allowed to play Yaqwan, but not in class. <laughs> After class, we'll stop early. We can go outside. We can work out. We can shoot some hoops. We can do some racing. We can, what else we could do, Yaqwan? We can wrestle. We can do some arm wrestling. We can do some, some gymnastics. We can do some push-ups. We can do a lot of things at our masjid. Alhamdulillah. But not playing in class. Let's learn in class. And then after class, we can play as we wish. Or before class, 
No problem. Let's continue, Ikhwan. So the second part, he begins just as he began the first part, making dua. He says, I'lam, rahimakallah, no, may Allah have mercy upon you. Ma faruku bayna rahma wal maghfira. What's the difference begin, uh, again between the mercy and forgiveness? Accent. Mercy, tashmalul maghfira. It includes, it encompasses forgiveness. What does that mean? When you say, may Allah have mercy upon you, learn this dua, rahimakallah. Or they use that. Or this week, I want you to use when someone does something good for you, rahimakallah. May Allah have mercy upon you. For the sisters, rahimakillah. May Allah have mercy upon you. Ki lil untha ka lil mudakkar. The key. It's for the women, Rahima Ki. For the men, Rahima Ka. Like salams. The sister says, Salam Ki. The man says, Salam Ka. How do you give salams to two people? Salam Walaikuma. Salam Fusha. La Yusma Kathiran Yaqwan. Lakin Hadam in Fusha. That's from the original Arabic language. When you give salams to two people, you're not going to hear it a lot. Nobody uses the original beautiful Arabic nowadays, except the one that Allah has mercy upon. Two sisters, they say, Salamu alaykum. If she's given salam to two people, may the peace of Allah be upon you both. How do two men give salams to, uh, how does a man give salams to two men? It's the same. Al Muthanna nafsu lil rajuli wa lil the man gives salams to two men, the woman gives salams to two women, the same. Salamu alaykum. Lil jama' lil rijal, how does three or more, how do you give salams to three or more men? Salamu alaykum. How do you give salams lil jama' lil untha, three or more women? Salamu alaykum. That's also from the original traditional Arabic language. You're giving salams to three women. Salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Three or more men. Salamu alaykum. One man. Salamu alayka wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. One woman. One woman. Salamu alayki. Two men or two women. Salamu alaykum. So the mercy of Allah encompasses the forgiveness. You're asking that Allah forgives you of your past, and He what about your future? La bas, Why does everybody say That's a good question. Our brother's asking a good question, Ikhwan. If you're saying one man, salam alaikum, two men, salam alaikum, three or more men, salam alaikum, one woman, salam alaikum, two women, salam alaikum, three or more women, salam alaikum, then why does everybody say salam alaikum? It's a good question, Ikhwan. Sometimes we don't know. Sometimes, Sometimes I just follow what someone told me to say. I just the man told me, say salam alaikum. I just say salam alaikum. Sometimes we're ignorant. And sometimes there's a reason. You can say salam alaikum to one person or two people. Wal maradu huwa waladina ma'ahu. Wal maradu hiya waladina ma'aha. You can give salams in the plural 
to one person. Then ten is to him and those who are with him. Who is with him is he, if he's alone? The angels. You can also intend the plural of honor. There's a plural called the, uh, the Jamr lit Tashrif, the plural of honor. I'm giving salams to the brother. He's alone. But I want to talk to him in a manner that I'm showing him honor and respect. So I say, Salaam Alaikum. He's just one person. I'm talking to him, but I'm showing him merit and respect and honor. The sister is by herself. I say, Salaam Alaikum. She's alone. I'm talking to her, but I'm raising her status while I'm talking to her. I'm respecting her. I'm giving her praise and, and honor. Or I can be given the angels who are with her salams. So you don't have to say one, salam alaikum, salam alaikum, salam alaikum. That's if you're talking to that person specifically. If you want to show that person honor, you can speak in the plural. Or if you want to give the angels that are with her or with him salams, you can do so. This is what I would say to that answer or that question. And Allah Ta'ala knows best. That's a good question, yeah, Ikhwan. I'll say it, you say it. I'll say it, you say it. I'lam rahimakallah. Annahu yajibu. Ala kulli muslimin. Ala kulli muslimin. Ta'alluma. Thalathi. Hadihi al-masaili. So he says, no. And I think my book has a grammatical mistake. You guys have the PDF also? What do you guys have? Like, look at your ta'allum and it should be a dhamma. Hey, mine has a fatha. If you have the book that has ta'alluma, then that's a khata. It should be ta'allumu, as ta'allumu is the fa'il of yajibu, not the maf'ulun bi. So my book has ta'alluma, it should be ta'allumu. No. What else do you have? Ta'allumu hadihi al-masail. Kulli muslimin wa muslimatin. Kulli muslimin. Now I have that. Kulli ala kulli muslimin wa Oh, you don't have thalatha? Ta'allumu thalathi hadihi al-masail. You guys have that too? Read yours again. Ta'allumu oh, That's still allowed in the Arabic language. Some of the PDFs, that's why I'm not a big fan of PDFs. It's just a scan of the image. It's just an image of the book. Grammatically, that's also correct. The dhamma and mine is a fatha. You should have ta'allumu and not ta'alluma. So make sure you have ta'allumu. If you have hadhi al-masail thalatha or thalathi, that's allowed. If you have thalathi hadhi al-masail, that's also allowed. One is the sifa and one is the mudaf. Mudaf feeling. They both are allowed. So now he says, no, may Allah have mercy upon you. It's obligatory upon, or verily, it's obligatory upon every Muslim man and every Muslim woman to have knowledge of these three affairs. And the first part of the book, four. Now we're going to learn three. First part of the book, to learn four things. Now he says, in addition to those four, it's obligatory to learn three things. I'll say you say. Well amalu bihinna. 
Innallaha khalaqana wa razaqana wa lam yatrukna hamala So now he says it's obligatory upon every Muslim man and every Muslim woman. What about the non-Muslims? Is it obligatory upon them? Yes. The answer is no. But it's recommended upon them also. But it's not obligatory upon them because they are not yet Muslims. Some things are obligatory upon certain people. Mithru hadha siyam. Do you get the sin of not doing it? Do you get the what? Do you get the sin of not doing it? That's a good question. If you have the ability to do it, to learn it, and you don't, then you could be sinful. If you don't have the ability. Mithalan, al abdu ya'ishu fi makan ma indahu madaris la tujadu kutub. If a Muslim lives in an area, a country or a state or a city, and he has no books about Islam, he has no Quran available, no books of Hadith, no teachers. Sometimes you have teachers and no one to teach. Sometimes you have Tulab and no one to teach them. Sometimes you have Masajid and no one prays there. Sometimes you have Muslims and no Masajid. So it depends on where you live. Sometimes you being ignorant of something, you're excused. Sometimes you're not excused, but you're not sinful. It depends on the thing. It depends on the thing. No. Oh, no the question was different. You uh, said that it's not obligatory upon the non-Muslims. No. I said do the non-Muslims get sin. Like we're not. Are they sinful? Like they have a bigger sin. <laughs> they disbelieve in Allah. <laughs> so if they don't accept Islam and they die upon that, their sin is greater. Anyone who does not die upon Islam, Muslim and kana or kafira, fa'ithmuhu azim. Even if they're Muslim or non-Muslim, they don't die as a Muslim, then their sin is a tremendous sin. So their sin is greater if they die as a, as a, as a non-Muslim. If they had the ability to learn about Islam, what does that mean? رُبَّمَا يَعِيشُ فِي بَيْئَةٍ وَمَا عِنْدَهُ شَخْصٌ يُعَلِّمُهُ عَنِ الْإِسْلَامِ إِسْلَامًا حَقًّا وَهَذَا مُهِمْ Sometimes a person, perhaps, I don't know today is, is that possible, but perhaps someone lives in a jungle, a forest, um, the Amazon, and there's no one to teach him about Islam. Or he heard about Islam, but the way he heard about it was false. I remember مثلاً كنت في مدينتنا I was in our city وسمعت عن الله وسمعت عن محمد وسمعت عن الإسلام I heard about Allah I heard about Islam uh, Muhammad and I heard about Islam لكن صورة ما سمعت ما كانت صحيحة But the version that I heard the depiction that I heard about Allah the Prophet Islam was false I heard about Allah, I heard about Islam, I heard about Muhammad, but what I heard was the FOI. I don't know if you have that in Kansas City. The Nation of Islam. You guys ever seen the movie? And I'm not inquiring no one or encouraging no one to watch TV, Ikhwan. Islami. I'm not telling no one, hey, turn this on, let's buy this TV, let's watch, let's go to the movie. That's not my Islam, Yahuan. This is an example. If anyone ever seen or heard about Malcolm X, the movie, for example, 
and what he was a part of before he accepted Islam. When they have a belief that the blacks, uh, Islam is only for the blacks, all the whites are devils, there is no heaven, there is no hell. Uh, they call themselves the FOR, the fruits of Islam. That's not Islam. But some of the names are the same. يقولون الله يقولون الصلاة يقولون محمد يقولون كذا وكذا الأسماء نفس التسمية لكن المعنى مختلفة They use the same names They say Allah They say Jannah They say the Hellfire They say some same terms But the meaning is different So I was like that I heard about Allah I heard about Muhammad I heard about Islam But what they were mentioning about Islam About Allah About Muhammad wasn't correct. If someone hears about Islam like that, and they never learned about true Islam, and they die upon that, Allah Alam, perhaps he's not sinful. Perhaps. Because he didn't know about true Islam. He didn't hear about the Prophet Muhammad. He didn't hear about Islam. But if someone hears about Islam correctly, and dies upon other than that, يَرَفُضُ عَنِ الْإِسْلَامِ يَرَفُضُ عَنِ الْدَعْوَةِ They turn away. That's why it's called the kafir. The disbeliever. And in translation, we should be careful what we say in translation. Someone that Lam Yasma Billahi Ta'ala Qat Hal Yajuzu Lana and Nutajmahdi Kalima Kaviran Bima'ana disbeliever. Allah. When you translate words, you have to be careful too. Can you say someone that never heard about Islam? Can you call him a disbeliever in English? Perhaps that's not a good translation. Because what are they disbelieving in if they never heard about it? So it appears that the translator has to know the people, he has to know a lot of things. If the person never heard about Islam, is it correct to call them a disbeliever? It doesn't appear so. It appears you call this one a non-Muslim. And these are word choice in translation. Every disbeliever is a non-Muslim, but not every non-Muslim is a disbeliever in English. This one that never heard about Allah, never heard about the Quran, never heard about Islam. How can you use that word? You, are, you disbelieve in Allah. He says, He's going to say, I don't know. I never heard about Allah. How can you say I disbelieve? I never heard about Allah. I never heard about the Prophet. I never heard about Islam. Or if he heard about it, but when he heard about it, it's false. Some of the non-Muslims come and say, hey, Islam oppresses the women. The Muslim know that's not true. But the people may lie on Islam. Islam, you can't drive. That's not from the religion. Some countries may have, they don't let the women drive. That's not from Islam. Islam Does Islam say a woman driving her car is haram? Did Allah say that? Did the Prophet of Allah say that? The answer is no, yeah. But some countries can say, hey, the TV is haram, in my opinion, as the ruler of a country. That's his opinion, and that's no problem. But that's not the religion. Some rulers have positions. He's the mufti. He's given his patawa. That doesn't mean that what he's saying is the religion. When the mufti years ago in Sardia said, he doesn't want the TV to come in Sardia. You may think that's strict. I may think they're strict, but look at the Muslims at that time in Saudi and look at them now. I challenge any one of you, I may get in trouble here, 
and تخرجوا التلفاز من بيوتكم that you take the TV out your house أسبوعاً for one week one week ثم تحكم على أعمالكم بأنفسكم then you judge you be your own judge take the TV home uh, take the TV out your home rather for seven days and you be your own judge watch your actions after that watch how much you and your family talk watch how much y'all go over Quran watch how much you pray watch how much you read hadith watch how much you study watch how much you shut up that's from Islam also to shut up at any rate you be your own judge I guarantee your Islam elevates I guarantee your worship elevates I guarantee your studies elevate no matter how much you study Take that device out, I guarantee you become a better Muslim. And you be a judge. So when the scholar said, no TV in our country. Somebody may say, I may say, no, that's, 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 that's strict, yeah, Sheikh, that's strict. That's strict. But he was protecting his country from what they're going through now. So when they say, the woman can't drive in our country, that's not from the religion. He's trying to protect. There's a lot of fitna when the women come out. She's not going to school, she's not going to work, she's not going to the masjid. Then sometimes she's opened up herself from a lot of things. What happens to the woman when she comes out of her house? What does shaitan do to her? Who knows? Huh? Shaitan does something for every woman that comes out of her house. Many alam, who knows? Yujamiluha. A shaitan ishtashrafaha. Shaitan. And we hope our women don't get offended. How would I translate this? Uh, when the women come out of their houses, no matter how beautiful she is, shaitan makes her more beautiful. He doesn't do this for the men. We are how we are. When we come out, we're how we are. <laughs> when the women come out, as the Messenger of Allah mentions, the shaitan makes her more enchanting. Makes her more beautiful. Makes her more, mashallah. And the reason he does that is to be a test on the men. To be a test, a fitna, a distraction, for example. So it's not honorable for the woman to come out unless she has a need. She has to go to work. She has to go to school. She goes to the masjid. She takes care of her business. Other than that, her place is a protected, dignified place. Not outside. She goes outside when she has to go outside. Shaitan, when the woman comes out, he beautifies her. No matter how beautiful she is, our women are beautiful. He makes her more beautiful, more enticing, more enchanting. Sometimes you're outside, and the woman passes by, and everyone's, oh, hey, hey. <laughs> Sometimes that's from Shaitan. Sometimes that's from a Shaitan. Even if she's fully covered. Even if she's fully covered. The hadith says nothing about how she comes out. She can come out where he ala sunnah. She's on the sunnah. Jirbaban, khimaran, woman talbi sunni khaban. Woman akwali al ulama ladini akuluna anahada wajib. So the woman comes out, she has a jirbab on, she has a khimar on. For those that take the position that the face veil is obligatory, many of our women has a face veil. She's on the sunnah. Shaitan still beautifies that. She's fully covered. You can't see nothing. Still beautiful. So, she's still a distractor. Uh, she still could be a test, distraction. This happens. It's not always how she looks. 
Sometimes you don't even know how she looks, you can't see anything. Alhamdulillah, she's beautiful. She comes out more beautiful. That's why the place of the woman, unless she has a need, a necessity, a haja, is in her house. Is in her house. Wallah We're not saying for the woman that it's haram to come out. No. That's not our religion. That's not our Islam. We're saying it's better. It's better for you to stay where you're protected. Unless you have a need. You come into the masjid. You're going to pray. You're going to class. You're going to work. You're going to school. You have a need to take care of. Other than that, you stay in your homes to the best of your ability. Wallah Let's get some more benefit, ya ikhwan. So he says, Ala kulli muslimin wa muslimatin ta'allamu thalati hadhihi al-masail wal-amalu bihin. He says, it's obligatory upon every male Muslim and every female Muslim to have knowledge of these three affairs. Wal-amalu bihin. And that they work by them. Number one, al-ula. Anna Allah khalaqana. That Allah created us and provided for us hamalan, and He did not just leave us like that without a purpose. Right, let's do one more sentence insha'Allah and then we'll stop bidnillahi ta'ala. Now this second part of the book is bigger than the first part. So be patient when you're memorizing insha'Allah. Try your best, be patient. Sorry, I'll say it, you say it. I'll say it, you say it. Al-Ula Anna Allah khalaqana Wa razaqana Wa lam yatrukana hamala Al-Ula Anna Allah khalaqana Wa razaqana وَلَمْ يَتْرُكَنَا هَمَلًا بَلْ أَرْسَلَ إِلَيْنَا رَسُولًا He says, but rather he sent to us a messenger. So inshallah ta'ala, we'll stop there inshallah. If anyone has anything to mention, they can do so. Your homework for tonight is three sentences. I'lam rahimakallah, one, two, four sentences. And you stop at Bal Aursala Ilayna Rasula. But rather, he sent to us a messenger. What's the difference between a messenger and a prophet? And when they both receive? And which one was commanded to Tablik? The messengers are sent. The prophets and messengers are the same, except in one thing. They both They both receive revelation. But one of them was commanded to give it. The messengers. The prophets. They are not commanded to give it. They are not commanded to give it. Our beloved brother who owes 10 push-ups. We didn't forget. After the brother prays. One of you. I forget. Y'all both have the same face. A lot of you have the same faces. Mashallah. Masjid Salam. Alhamdulillah. The two brothers in the back. Yaqub and Zakiri. Y'all have push-ups too? Did they have no push-ups. You have the same face, mashallah. Y'all sure you're not brothers? You sure, Zakari? That's not your... They look just like Yekho. Tayyip and Mirwan. Mihran and... Don't tell me. Uh, one more. One more time. 
Adam, mashallah. Tight, are you sure you're not brothers also? Mashallah, yeah, come on. We're going to start pitting everybody has the same face together. Shu'ay, Zay, mashallah. Tight, Hamza, Yusuf, right? Yusuf, your name? No? Ayub. Hey, Ayub. Where's the other brother who sits here? Hamza. He's not here today. They, they resemble also. Alhamdulillah. So that we can. They got the same little face. Tayyip, we'll stop there, inshallah. When our brother gets finished praying, one of them, I forget which one, y'all have the same face, so it's hard on me. One of you owed us push ups. Adam, I think it was Adam, owed us uh, 15 push ups in the back. The sisters, they answer every question, they don't have no push ups. What do we say about brothers that they do tough to get? Brothers that travel to convey the message. Is that something Generally speaking, with regards to conveying Al Islam, calling the people to Al Islam. Teaching the people about Al-Islam, that's from the Qur'an and the Sunnah. Yanqulu ta'ala ud'u ila sibili rabbika bil hikmati wal mu'idati al-hasana suratu al-nahl. Allah says, call them, O Muhammad, to the religion, to the path of your Lord. Bil hikmati wal mu'idati al-hasana. Using wisdom and a good admonition. Yanqulu ta'ala wa tawasaw bil haq wa tawasaw bil sabr. An ayah, suratu al-asr. Allah Ta'ala, He says, those that they, they call and encourage one another with the truth. They encourage one another with patience. But can the Nabi A.S.A.W. The Messenger of Allah used to send people out from his companions to give da'wah. From the Hadith of Ibn Abbas, Hadith Hudayfa. All of that's general. وَيُوجَدُ بَعْضُ الْمُسْلِمِينَ يُسَمُّونَ جَمَاتُ تَبْلِيقِ وَلَهُمْ صُورَةِ وَلَهُمْ كَيْفِيَةِ فِي الدَّعَوَةِ وَهَذِهِ الصُورَةِ وَهَذِهِ الْكَيْفِيَةِ لَيْسَتْ مِنْ سُنَّةِ النَّبِيِّ There is another group and they are called the Jamaatu Tabliq. They call themselves the Jama'ah, Jamaatu Tabliq. The group of people who come and they give da'wah. And they take three days out of every month or some months and they go around and they only give da'wah to the Muslims. They only talk to the Muslims. And they don't talk about hadith. They only talk about the idhmatillah, the honor and the glory or the greatness of Allah only. So they have a way that they give da'wah. But this way of giving da'wah is not from the sunnah. As I remember talking to one of them, he said, Hey, لماذا أنت لا تدعو معنا لا تمشي معنا فنقوت أنا أمشي معكم بشرط. So one brother said, real nice brother. He said, Yaqi, I've been coming here for some time. Every time we call people to go out with us, you never go out with us. I said, me? He says, yes. Why don't you come? I said, I'll go out with y'all. But one condition. He says, you name it, we'll do it so you can come. I said, let's call the people how the Prophet of Allah called the people. He said, what do you mean? How we do it is a sunnah. I said, no. He said, what do you mean? I said, number one, you have certain days. They say you got to spend 40 days in the path of Allah. 40 days, 40 days, 40 days. I said, where'd you get this number from? Nowhere did Allah say you have to go 40 days, 40 nights, 40 days, 40 nights. I said, number two, you don't talk about hadith. Number three, you have certain things you talk about only. Number four, 
You want to give da'wah to certain people. Number five, you have a way that you give da'wah to. One of the brothers said, yes, he's right. I said, you have a program that you didn't take from Quran and Sunnah. You took it from a man by the name of Muhammad Ilyas. He was the one who laid out how you give da'wah. He has a syllabus. You guys go to college. He has a syllabus. He lays out, we read from these books. We talk about this. We do this. We go here. We only talk about this. And we stay for these amount of months. Or these amount of days. I said, let's give da'wah the way the Prophet gave da'wah. Let's give da'wah the way Allah Ta'ala commanded us to give da'wah. How the Prophet of Allah showed us to give da'wah. It's nothing about days. And you give da'wah to the non-Muslims first and foremost. You guys only talk to Muslims. You don't never go to non-Muslims. The da'wah, the asaf da'wah, lil kufar. The origin of da'wah is for the non-Muslims. يَقُونَ نَبِيَ عَلَيْهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ إِنَّكَ تَأْتِي قَوْمًا مِنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ فَلْيَكُونَ أَوَّلَ مَا تَدْعُوهُمْ إِلَيْهِ شَهَادَةُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ مِنْ حَدِيثِ بِنَ بَاسِ إِنَّ الْبَخَارِيُّ مُسْلِمٌ The Messenger of Allah said when he sent them out to Yemen to the non-Muslims of Yemen not the Muslims the non-Muslims he said verily you are going to the people of the people of the book who are they? the Jews and Christians the Jews and Christians so let the first thing you call them to is the testification that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. And that Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah. If they accept that from you, If they accept that from you, then teach them. Allah has obliged upon them five prayers every day and every night. You're talking to non-Muslims. I said, but you guys don't talk to non-Muslims. You go knock on the doors of the Muslims and you talk to the Muslims. I said, the way you're giving da'wah, it's not from the Sunnah of the Messenger So this group here, the scholars say about them, is only allowed for one person to go out with them. The one, يُعَلِّمُهُمْ أَنَّ كَيْفِيَّةٌ فِي الدَّعْوَةِ لَيْسَتْ مِنَ السُنَّةِ And that's the sister or the brother who is teaching them that the way you are given da'wah is not from the Sunnah of the Messenger The first thing before action and speech that we learn is what? Al-ilm. So qabla da'wah before we can give da'wah, let's go knock on all the non-Muslims' door and tell them about Islam. That's, that's recommended. Before we do that, we have to learn about Islam. Before we give da'wah, we have to learn how to give da'wah. And what are we calling to? That's what I would say there. Two of our sisters had their hands up. What, what is our position receiving them? Say, they come to visit the masjid. No. Um, how do we, uh, are we receptive to da'wah? Do, they, do we, can we give them a platform? Can we, can we have them, uh, uh, you know, crash the masjid? That's a good question. How do we receive them? Some brothers, they are really harsh to certain jama'at and the likes. It's a thin line, ya khwan. I would say, la nufarruhum or la nufirruhum min ayy masjidin ma. I would say not to flee any Muslim from any masjid. They're Muslims. Now the way they give a da'wah is not the sunnah, but this doesn't take them outside of Islam. They're still Muslims. So I would say be kind to them, be generous to them, treat them with good conduct and good manners. As they're your Muslim brothers and sisters, but you may clarify that the way you give the da'wah, we're not upon that. You may clarify why, as far as our position, that's not from the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. As I mentioned to some of them, show me that's a sunnah. Let's go point.
point by point by point. Show me that you have proof of that, and then we'll do it. And we sat there for hours and some change, and alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, brother, his companion said, we don't have no proof of that. We got that from, as the brother said, Muhammad Ilyas. He established the way we're going to give da'wah. There's no proof of the way to give da'wah yet, for. But sometimes with humility, if they're arrogant, some probably may get a little, a little arrogant, pumped, may want to fight and argue or scream. So I would say, not that you don't welcome them in your masjid. No, you welcome them. You are welcome to come here. But we're not upon the way you give da'wah. The way you call the people to the Quran and Sunnah. Unless you can show us that's from the Quran and Sunnah specifically. Because they're going to say, Allah says, give da'wah. Yes, not the way you're doing it. The Prophet didn't give da'wah like that. Islam is based upon proofs. So I would say, no. They come to the masjid. No, you can't pray at our masjid. You're not welcome. No, we don't have the right to do that. If a Christian comes to the masjid, it's not allowed for us to say, Hey, if a Christian comes to the masjid and we're going to stop them and say, hey, hey, no, this is masjid salam. Only the Muslim can come in here. If he says, where's your proof that I can't come in? If you have knowledge of Quran and Sunnah and you're truthful, you can't give him no Quran and Sunnah. If you're truthful. If he says, somebody says, oh, the masajid are for the believers. Yes, are maintained by the believers. That's true. But a Muslim coming, a non-Muslim coming in, in the time of the Messenger of Allah, he allowed non-Muslims to come in the masjid. Yes, they were at war. Yes, they were tied up. But he did not say they couldn't come in the masjid. And what happened as a result of the non-Muslims dakhalu had al masjid. He's a man in the bay. When the non-Muslims were there in the time of the Prophet, who has more right, us or the Messenger of Allah, what happened as a result? What did they do ultimately? They accepted Islam. And they were in war. And the Muslims were kind to them. The Muslims were giving them food and water. Some of the non-Muslims, we were trying to kill you. And you're giving me food and drink? You can imagine fighting someone. And at the end of the fight, he said, hey, you want to go get a burger? You want to go get some fries? Yeah, I was just fighting with you. Yes, the fight is over. You want to go get a happy meal? I'll take the fry. You take the drink. Two sisters fighting. And then after the fight, hey, you want to go to the store? No imports. Let me buy you a khimar. I was just trying to fight you. And you want to be nice to me? That's how the Muslims were. The battle was over. Giving them food and drink. They were watching the Muslims learn, having class, pray. So if a non-Muslim comes in the masjid, I would say, let's make a chair for that person. Give him a notebook. You can come to our classes if you wish. Hopefully they have some questions. They can look at how the Muslims are, the sisters are, the brothers are. Hopefully, like it happened in the time of the Messenger of Allah. Every day the Prophet went to that man. Is it something you want to say? No, Muhammad. Next day, anything you want to say? He was still mad. No, get away from me. Third day, is there something you want to say? Yes, it is. Actually, it is. Islam touched his heart. He said, I do have something to say, but I don't want to say it now because my people are going to think that you forced me. The Prophet let him go. He went home to his people and he said, And he explained, Those Muslims, they are awesome. Their character, their manners. 
And this guided them to Islam. If you see a Muslim, how he acts, how she behaves, their kindness, most likely they're going to accept Islam. Most likely. And it's up to Allah Ta'ala. So I would say not to tell those people that you can't come in. I would probably let them know we're not going to, we don't really give da'wah like that. You're welcome to participate in all our activities. This is your masjid. You can pray with us, no problem. You can come to our lessons. Alhamdulillah. So that's what I would say, Wallahu No. One of our sisters had their hand up, they wanted to say something. Did the Prophet of Allah have an option? Now that's a good question. Did, did the Prophet have an option? Do you mean like to tell Allah no? To tell the angels no? Have the option not to do it. Oh, no, no. The Prophet, if she means... Can they convey? Yes, but they're not commanded to convey. The prophets and messengers, the main difference between them, Allah Ta'ala commands the messengers. The prophets, Allah didn't command them. Only the messengers are commanded to go give it. You guys learn, and then you go home and teach your families. You're commanded to go home and teach your families, two different things. Like a child who fasted Ramadan. Adam is how old? 11. Tayyip. Fasting is la yajibu alayhi. The sister there may be young. Adam, this one is young. Adam is young. Perhaps the little baby girl there, how old are you? Seven. Seven. It's not obligatory for them to fast. So we should encourage them to fast. But we can't make them fast. It's not obligatory. She says, Abby, I'm tired today. You say, okay, baby, make it to Asr. You have another half hour. Break your fast at Asr. That's different. Or she says, I can fast to Maghrib, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. But it's not obligatory. Adam can go out right now and get a Pepsi and say, hey, Bismillah. Cup, 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 cup. Khadija, go out right now. Take them nice little dates. I don't know where y'all get them dates from. Some of the best dates I had in my life. Especially the other night. Little Khadija comes and says, Bismillah. Before Ramadan. What are you doing, Khadija? I'm still a child. I'm not obliged to fast. No problem. Like the prophets here, if they're, they're not commanded, but they can give the da'wah. But the messengers are commanded. That's what I was saying there. Allah alam. May Allah bless you all. Those that always push-ups, go to the push-up corner and get our push-ups on Adam. And may Allah bless you all. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. What was it you said about three um the three patients, three categories. No, 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 no. Muslim is that way. One, two, three, four. What you were talking about, the Muslim, three things, you're supposed to live by. Do you remember the first word I used? I cannot. No, inshallah, it'll come back to me, inshallah. Yeah, just let me know. No problem, no problem. Yeah, like this.